Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast Minisodes. I'm so happy to be back reading your stories. I've taken a bit of a break from this, but I am going to slowly get to all of your submissions, and please keep them coming. If you have a story you'd like me to share on the podcast, please email us at notsomollymormonpodcast at gmail.com. We love reading and sharing your stories. Today's email comes from Carly. Thank you, Carly. I'm just going to hop right in. Oh, but before I do, I want to say that there is a bit of a trigger warning for this. There is mention of a lot of sexual things, including sexual assault. So listen with caution if that's a trigger for you. Mormon men aren't supposed to watch porn. It is forbidden to be aroused by something, basically anything, except your spouse. When I was at college at BYU-Idaho, I started dating a returned missionary. Let's call him Steve for the sake of the story. I thought I had found the entire package. He was faithful in church. He was elders quorum president. He attended all his meetings. He put God first. Oh, lucky me. About a year into our relationship, he told me that he had been struggling with watching pornography. I told him that I would do whatever I could to help him overcome this. It was around that time that he stopped watching porn. However, he started using me as a filler. Instead of turning to porn when he was stressed, angry, or upset, he started to kiss kiss me passionately and touch me inappropriately. He would then become totally distant and act like it was all my fault that he had initiated such a thing. He yo-yoed my emotions frequently. The physical closeness made me love him more, but made Steve push away from me. Eventually, Steve raped me. It has taken me a long time to come to terms with that fact. I've talked myself out of using that word many times. I believed it was my fault because I had sex with him after that, willingly, or because maybe I didn't scream no, or maybe I had been too tempting. But that's what it was, rape. Because we had sex willingly after that, we both talked to our bishops and agreed it wouldn't happen again. This, by the way, was humiliating, intrusive, and inappropriate. Never once did the bishop acknowledge that I had asked Steve to stop, the first time. The questions were embarrassing. I was asked to leave BYU-Idaho for a semester. Steve was not asked to leave even though he had been endowed and I had not. My punishment was more severe. For those who don't know, if you are endowed, you've made a greater commitment to God and are therefore held more accountable. And usually those who are endowed are given worse punishments due to these commitments. Time went by, and Steve continued to struggle with porn. He asked me to ask him every single day if he had watched porn to hold him accountable, which I did, and every day he told me no. One day, I went to where he worked to bring him a drink after a double shift at the diner I worked at. Guess who I found in the back room watching porn and jerking off? Oh my god. And the best part is, he worked at Missionary Mall. After that, I started to feel like absolute shit. He didn't want to have sex with me, but he still wanted to look at other women. If anything were going to arouse him, I thought that 
he would want it to be me, not porn. So we started having sex again, and much more regularly. This time, I was committed to making sure that I was better than porn. I started to try to become just like those women, ready to have sex whenever he wanted. I would do whatever he wanted in bed, even if I hated it. I thought it was better for him to at least use me instead of the porn. We were, after all, going to get married. He would be allowed to be aroused by me. Not being allowed to watch porn made it so I became an object to this boy. What a fucked up priority list. I thought it was better to be used than to just watch the damn porn. What a twisted mindset I had all because porn was supposedly so evil. I have since learned that porn is not of the devil. It's normal. I also learned that the church's teachings on arousal are outrageous, and it is normal to be turned on by things other than your spouse. While I have left the church physically, spiritually, and emotionally, there are parts of the church that will never leave me. I am forever thankful to the friends that have gotten me to this point and to your podcast. It is my secret dream to meet up with you and have a drink. I live in the Phoenix area. Thanks for all you're doing to raise awareness about the Mormon church. You have made me feel sane, normal, and heard. Carly. First of all, um... Yeah, let's let's get a drink. <laughs> we live in the same area. Um, I'd love to, but I just want to thank you for for this email and for being so vulnerable and open. Um, I I want to say that a lot of times we don't think about the effect that these teachings have in other ways. You know, we know that they damage how how especially young men view sexuality and how porn is so demonized, but most of the young men look at it anyway, and then they feel sinful and shameful, and it's that cycle, right? But we don't usually think about the effect that it might have on their potential partners and what they will do to young women and the way that the young women feel like they need to measure up. It's all extremely, extremely unhealthy because there is no actual talk about what consensual sex should be like, about pleasure, about boundaries, about any of that stuff because sex is forbidden until marriage. So I think it's really great that you that you wanted to open up and shine light on this subject because it's very important. And also, I'm really sorry that this happened to you and that you had to deal with all of that. Ugh, that's very traumatic. And I do think, you know, of course, it's his fault. It's the man's fault. But it also stems from teachings of the church and it's extremely I'm just gonna say it extremely fucked up um but I'm sure many people who are listening can relate and if they can't relate then I'm this is going to shed some light on the issue so thank you and again send me another email let's go get that drink <laughs> um so thank you Carly and thank you all for listening and I hope you all had really great holidays and a great new year. And I'm looking forward to sharing more of your stories this year. You all are wonderful. Thanks so much. Talk to you later.